0: It's time for W.A.K.R.'s This Week in Tech with Jean Destro. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Cartridge World in North Canton, your home for copiers, printers and supplies. This week, we're going to talk about keeping kids engaged with online learning in a post-pandemic world. Like many school districts, Akron Public Schools taught students virtually during the height of the pandemic, but then eventually brought students back to class in person, where the vast majority of the district's more than 20,000 students are today. But there are still a small number of students, right now about 285, who are continuing to do all their classwork online. And we wanted to find out what's being done to ensure that they can grow, thrive, and learn effectively. So we talked about it with Akron Public Schools online principal, Cheryl Paradise.
1: When everybody was going back to the building, the district wanted an online solution for students because our Akron teachers were going back to the building to teach live classes with students. So the district was looking for, let's provide a solution for those families that prefer to stay online. So students now come to us for a variety of other reasons. Students may have anxiety in the building. They don't wanna be in a building for whatever reason, socially, or there's transportation issues. So we have some students that are with us now for the third year, but. We've learned a lot. So even our students that are in grades six to 12, even though they're working asynchronously, we keep them on a synchronous schedule so that we ensure they have structure in their day. So they log in at 8.15 in the morning for their homeroom with their cameras on. At 8.30 to 11.30, they work in their assignments, but they're in a Google Meet so they they can chat with the mentor if they have questions we can direct them to tutor me or we can direct them to a zoom lesson that is available that day on a particular unit so we have assigned mentors who do that so we keep them on a schedule They break for lunch from 11.30 to 12.30, and then they're back with the mentor from 12.30 to 2.30. And we're seeing greater success with that. The families like it because it's keeping structure to the student's day. They feel like they're going to school. They don't feel like, oh, I have four months to complete all these assignments, and I'll just wait and do them at midnight or whenever I feel like it. That wasn't working well.
0: From what you know about online learning, is that a kind of a method that would work well with adults too? Like making sure that you had a certain time to do your lessons and so forth. Do people crave structure? I guess what I'm saying does structure enhance learning?
1: I believe so. Really, we're all about the relationship with the student and family because even though we're virtual, we've really made an effort to connect with why they're here and working with them on developing a schedule, getting their education back on track if they've missed a lot of school for whatever reasons. So we sit down, we've already had two family meetings today, and we talk to them, you know, what's going on? How can we help you meet this schedule? Make sure they understand what the requirements are. And it's usually received very well, because people do create structure. Because online learning really requires a person to be very strong time management skills, independent learner, very self-directed. And some of our students definitely are that, but some aren't. And they need that further structure to help them to be successful.
0: And the reason I wanted to talk about this is I was just kind of reflecting on the fact that as we're getting toward the winter now, I mean, three years ago at this time, nobody knew anything about COVID, and then within a few months, right. that was all you could think about, right? And then that was that's uh-huh. been our reality since then. And now we're starting to come back around to doing more things in person. And what we've been hearing uh-huh. is that a lot of people, even though being online and being in virtual communities, help them stay connected and help them stay more healthy emotionally, a lot of people have become real accustomed to being online kind of to the detriment now of being in person. And so I thought maybe we could talk about learning and, you know, digital learning specifically and how you strike that balance between whether they should be online or they should be in person or there should be a combination of a live teacher or, or what. I just thought that after a few years of us all going through this collectively, that maybe you've learned a few things that you wanted to pass along then.
1: Yes. Well, I think one of the things we've learned is for our elementary students, In-person learning is, it's a better environment for the students. I think they need that structure of a classroom and the social interaction with students and a teacher. We do have some online students that are still with us in elementary, but we're trying to develop getting involved in some field trips. We had a fall family festival last year where we brought the families in with the students. So they have that socialization because it is important. And now they do come in in person for testing. And, you know, when you see the students that have been virtual, almost their entire education now, you can see them making a connection to the student that they see virtually in their Zoom session every day. You know, people crave that. So we definitely see that. We are seeing now, because we have these classrooms in the homerooms, We do activities with them so that like sometimes in the morning in homeroom, they did a little talent show where, you know, some students showed their art. One day somebody was singing and they were doing some performing. They need that structure. We're part of something, you know, not out there on an island working virtually in my bedroom.
0: I mean, I think as a society, we've been talking about that, even with adults going back to work, a lot of people, they don't want to, because obviously it works for the schedule better in their lifestyle, but people are reporting that they're feeling more lonely and disconnected. And I guess we're finding out kind of collectively as a society that we need to see and touch and be around each other more than, maybe more than we knew.
1: I think you're right. I agree. And sometimes we worry about some of our students that are not having those interactions on a daily basis. So we do have a wonderful school counselor here, and she reaches out to the students and meets with them virtually just to talk. We also do some little activities online to kind of gauge how they're feeling in the morning. They just send an emoji how they're feeling but you're right. I mean, for what we have, I feel like we're doing our best right now to collectively make them feel like they belong and feel that they're seen and they're heard.
0: And when people mm-hmm. feel that connection more, do their grades go up or is it just more that their self-esteem and their feeling of well-being goes up or do the two of them go hand in hand, do you
1: think? I think they go hand in hand because I have found even when we've connected, every time we have a family meeting, you know, if we have concerns or when we bring them in here and we all sit around the table and talk, we haven't necessarily fixed anything, but we've developed a relationship and a connection. And nine times out of 10 see an improvement in their grades, an improvement in their interaction and they're reaching out for help or questions. They don't. They seem less isolated.
0: I've heard that the sense of isolation really is profoundly affecting, not just for little kids in school, but even for adults and older people. And that actually affects your health. We heard a story this week that being lonely can make you more susceptible to something like Parkinson's disease when you're older, just because you have that sense of isolation. So, It sounds good to me that you're kind of trying to instill that sense of community, even though you're working, like you said, asynchronously with some of these students.
1: I feel like our goal is to make this our whole school mission is to make these students who may have fallen through the cracks in a larger building because they're here for unique needs to make that connection with them, to get them back on track socially, emotionally, academically. As you
0: mentioned about them kind of needing this one-on-one mentoring, I was wondering if there's any conversation, might be a little premature now, but at some point you might be able to have like an intelligent chat bot, like an AI, quizzing them on their yeah. math.
1: That is so funny that you just brought that up because I had, we just got off a meeting with our digital learning coordinator for the district. And we were doing a lot of talking about AI in a session that she's having and for us to learn more about that. That's really where we're going right now is what things out there can we bring in to support their learning?
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess as long as there were appropriate guidelines about what this chat pot could say and Because as we've seen Mm -hmm. with some of these AIs, they just make stuff up. You wouldn't want them to like be making up math formulas or talking about something inappropriate to a third grader. But I guess if there was appropriate guidelines built into it, it might be kind of fun talking to like the virtual R2-D2 of math class or something.
1: Right, and a way to have that monitored so it's not used as a cheating mechanism. And that's always a concern of these little guys because they're home and they have access to their phone. And, right. You know, we because we use a program called Go Guardian. So basically, because they're in the Google Classroom, the mentor sees their screen on Go Guardian. Mm-hmm. So they monitor their tabs and what they're on to make sure they're staying on task. We know that they can't cheat that way, but we can't control their phone.
0: That's really really cool. Okay, that sounds great.
1: And the, and the Go Guardian has a little tool like in the morning. It's, it's Go Guardian check-in. So they have like, a, they check in with their emoji on how they're feeling today. So we can kind of gauge that. And then the mentor can message them back. And if they have concerns, the re- mentor will reach out to our counselor. She'll just reach out and say, hey, how you doing? Just start a conversation. You were talking about before, just about that connection piece. We have some students that literally call into our counselor in the morning just to start their day.
0: Well, that's nice. I mean, they need that connection. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think that it's one thing to look at a screen and it's another thing to talk to a human being. It's You need that.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And I also don't think that before the pandemic, maybe we didn't necessarily all appreciate that as much as we do now. And as awful as that experience was, I think it did teach us that we need each other more than we thought maybe
1: oh absolutely yeah cuz you know we all had our experiences during that time but i can see even with some of our students that it took a huge impact on them i think there's a lot more anxiety out there i think being a, socially away from people for a long period of time like that was difficult cuz you think about it you might have been in middle school and then you come back to school and you're in high school
0: oh you yeah know, that would be that would be pretty disconcerting I, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Cause you know, usually you get prepared with that, you know, through eighth grade, and you know, just to go from seventh grade to now I'm in the big high school in person. I, I would think that would be very challenging. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've still got some, some second graders right now. I mean, they've never been in a, in a school building.
0: With most of these kids, do you anticipate that some of the ones who've never been, do you anticipate that they eventually will be, or are there some that are just going to remain being schooled at home online for whatever familiar reason or health reason or whatever? I
1: think some will go back. I think we have some families that are with us that have students in multiple grade levels that when talking to the family, they will be remaining with us. They, They prefer, you know, whether or not the mom and dad or grandma, they have a Extended family, they're providing a lot of homeschooling as well as using the curriculum, but they're really involved. So we definitely have students that I believe will be remaining with us, and the experience is positive for them.
0: You know, that's interesting because when I was a kid, we didn't have this opportunity. I mean, just it just didn't exist. And the idea, even that you would be schooled at home, was completely foreign in those days. I guess my internal thought process of homeschooling was just like that the parent was sitting there with the math book and trying to power through it. And I was right. thinking to myself, well, gosh, I would never be able to do it because, you know, as I said, I don't understand right. math. But if you had that virtual assist from the professionals, and then mom could just be there looking over your shoulder saying you need to do your work now and, you know, tick-tock, that would be good.
1: Right. And that's, you know, it's a win-win. They have the curriculum, they have the support. And that's why where we are now is looking at, you know, what other resources are out there that we can give them digitally that they can use as parents. Our elementary program, the parents serve as learning guides. So they are very involved. The requirement is that they are very involved because second and third graders really can't be independently directing their learning. But today we have teachers at Edmentum. They they have their Zoom live lessons. This morning I was in there, you know, the, the little second and third graders. And now they're there and their parents were there.
0: Well, that sounds great. Is, is there anything yeah. you'd like to add that maybe I might have neglected to ask?
1: This kind of fell on us, you know, this this school. And it was overwhelming our first year. But I feel like we have a good team here and we're really building a strong community for our independent online learners.
0: That was Akron Public Schools online principal, Cheryl Paradise, and I'm Jean Destro. Thanks for listening. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. This has been This Week in Tech with Jean Destro on WAKR, brought to you by Cartridge World in North Canton.